Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx on transformationtalkradio.com. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Sorry, Ellen. Sorry. It's okay. It's <laughs> Ellen Stewart, the pushy broad from the Bronx. And I am here with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Pat. How are you, Doc? I'm good. I'm battling a turtleneck that won't stay straightened out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Such problems. <laughs> that should be the, the worst problem we have this week, right? Oh my! And to be honest with you, it is the worst problem I have today. I mean, what does that say about our lives? But we got a great show. Tell us about it. Absolutely. We do have a great show. First of all, I was mentioning to Dr. Pat that we are spending one year together here on my brand on my show Recovery Recharge. And I'm really, really happy about that. And it's really taken off. And all of you write me and talk to me and we're really getting some amazing things done. And we started this show a year ago with a great mission and we have constantly kept it going. This one in particular brings us back to where we started and that is recovery in the holidays. Because here we are, but of course, under two different umbrellas, under the umbrella of the pandemic and under the umbrella of maybe a brand new political structure. Who knows? Maybe yes, maybe no. That seems to be the way it's going. But people either have a lot to celebrate or a lot to grieve about, one or the other. And this holiday especially is a very, very big one. So we thought in the spirit of staying in recovery that we would call your attention to this with a very, very special guest, a gentleman friend of mine who is a longtime colleague and very adept at answering all of these questions. His name is Gerard Denny. Gerard announces that he is clean and sober for eight years and has spent a great deal of time making this happen for other people in his development of a 12-step immersion program called Ardmore Recovery. How are you, Gerard? I'm doing great, Ellen. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Yeah, excited. So Very excited to have you here today. So let's kind of get right to it. We know the holidays are really stressful, right? Dr. Pat, you're going to be doing some really stressful things. Yes, you're going to be yep having some surgery and I'm yep. going to be trying to make um, pies and cakes for <laughs> my family, which is going to be stressful enough. But in recovery, first of all, we see things from one side, but the people that are not in recovery, people that are around us, our family, especially sometimes put undue pressure on us, those of us that are in recovery and especially around the holidays. And we're going to talk about that pressure. So Gerard, why don't you give us an idea of about, you know, about how difficult it is when family members start talking to us about how to party during the holidays? Yeah, I've, I've spent some time thinking about this and I remember 
for me early on, um, I had a lot of fear of judgment um, of my family members. And there was just a ton of built-in anxiety around that entering the holiday season. So before I'd even gone to events and engaged in these relationships that were going to be um, potentially stressful, like I had built in this um, kind of pent up fear and anxiety about those interactions before they had even happened. And so I found that I was kind of behind the eight ball before it even started. Um, and that's a hard thing to overcome. Um, especially, you know, when you go into those stressful environments and then go to engage with those people that you've just got things going through your head and it's hard to get comfortable. Dr. Pat, you remember what it's like sitting at the dinner table with everybody kind of looking at you, right? You're under a microscope. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to drink? Or are you not going to yeah. drink? Did you have that experience? Oh, yeah. The experience I had is sitting at the dinner, dinner table and having everybody trying to get you to drink. <laughs> uh, I mean, to the point of like, it doesn't matter how many years sober you have, right? It's like, I do, at what year did they stop doing that? I have to think what year. Um, but every year it's the same. It's like they'll pour one for you. They'll make it for you. They remember what you drink. They'll put it out there and they'll sit, you, you know, where you sit. They're like, ah, Patty, you sit there and what will be there? Your glass is filled with wine and you're like, okay, right? N no. Right. And, you know, so how do you react in that? Uh, and it's, this is my tip. I don't know what, I don't know what you guys say, Jerry. I don't know what you're going to say. My tip is if that happens to me today, I take it off the table. I either move it to somebody else, I take it off the table. But this is full of this. And, and what's the update on online alcohol sales now? I think it's over 600. Yeah, yeah, close to 600%. 600%. Okay. So it's getting delivered to your door. And yeah. Gerard was mentioning that his grandma every year talks to him, right? You got the same thing going on? Yeah, Dr. Pat, <laughs> I've got the exact same experience. Every Christmas, I go to see my extended family and my, my grandparents offer me alcohol every Christmas, and they'll probably offer me alcohol in, in a month and a half, um, <laughs> which is crazy, right? Um, but, but what I do is I get, I just, I decline the offer and I, I just make it really clear I don't drink. Um, and I just, I, I face it head on and I've found that that kind of squashes it. Um, yeah. And then sometimes like me, you would sit at the table and then everybody's watching you. You're under a microscope. Okay. God forbid somebody has won something or a drink or wine or beer or something. Everybody watches the addict or the alcoholic. Oh. Are they drinking? Are they going to want something when they go to the refrigerator to help out? Are they going for something? If they're going into a different room, are they getting a drink? You know, you're under you, the distrust is there. It's always a judgment call. Don't you find that with with you too, Dr. Pat? Will you trust? I, I not only find that, I mean, you know, now it's different. I mean, I've made it really clear across the board, right? But it, it's a little different now, but it wasn't. I mean, my heart goes out seriously goes out for people right now if you're caught in the early stages of recovery or even like that seven-year itch you get and it seems to be like at seven and eleven 
something around there, like, I don't know what that is that happens. But my heart goes out for folks because they don't know what they're going to be faced with, right? This is why we're doing a show like this today, because they don't know. Everything from grandma making tiramisu and you got it on the table and you know better you know you don't make tiramisu with fake liquor nobody does that i mean come on you soak those what what are they called lady fingers or something you soak them to death right yes yeah and then grandma puts it in front of you Oh my God, you're going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. Oh, oh, much. It burns <laughs> off. And then you cut it and you say, Grandma, does that look like that has burned off? <laughs> it's so funny. But you know, too, look, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So maybe we won't have the large family gatherings, right? John, it's not going to be the same as maybe a smaller family gathering. But then you you worry about the holidays being a time of isolation for people too, because some people can't go see their family. So so what what advice do you have um, for those of us that may be in isolation during this time? Using your phone and Zoom and social media to develop a network in recovery, it's critical. Um, right now, obviously, most people would prefer to be in person for a lot of different things, but that's just not the world we live in right now in 2020. And so um, while this year has been really stressful. We know the holidays are coming and they're gonna be more stressful. So now's the time to get good at picking up the phone and reaching out to those people who are close to you um, so that you can stay connected that way. Um, We've gotta kind of do the best with what we've got and digital forms of staying connected with one another um, is really the safest way at this point. Yeah. Well, this time of year already, we're already reaching out. Don't you find that, Dr. Pat? You're reaching out to yeah, people. Yeah, I'll tell you what I've started to do because this is the part that I realize. I run a broadcast network. I own a broadcast network. We have experts here. Anybody that wants to know how to set up a Zoom call. So what I've offered to do in my community is I've offered to help them with that interface, right, to set it up like to work with grandma, to work with aunts and uncles that may know how to, that don't know how to do this. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't sound like a big thing because what we're on zoom now. And I got to say something, zoom is saving lives right now. How so? Why do you think so? So how many years, Maran, how many years did we go as either GSRs or some representative and stand up and say, we've got to go digital? How many years? And now, saving lives. And why Zoom? Because I got to thank Zoom because originally they didn't plan this. But the minute that this happened, they protected passwords. They made sure things were secure. They gave people, you know, with their um, upgrade program, the ability to manage this. They allowed groups all over the world to have special protection and passwords. I mean, what the heck would we be doing today without that? 
somebody tell me? Nothing. Absolutely. I mean, at least we're connected. It's very yeah. important. And Gerard was yeah. saying the same thing, that an addict has to stay connected. We had talked about this over and over yeah. again. The opposite of, of active addiction is community. It's not only abstinence, but it's community. I mean, it says everything in the 12 steps. It's what Ardmore stands for. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later, exactly what that's based in. But part of that is connection. And if we had this pandemic without Zoom, there'd be many more of us walking to treatment for sure. You know, uh, Jared, I want to hear your, I I hope this is a good question. I'd love to hear your journey your pathway. You know, I've shared a little bit here and there along along the way, but people tend to put people, whether you're alcoholic, addict, overeater, they just say, let's throw you in a category, right? You're all this way. And while yes, there may be addiction at the core, our stories, our lineage, the patterns we're breaking are different, right, Ellen? Right. Absolutely. Everybody has their own unique story and how they get to the other side is also unique. Gerard, you want to share with us? Yeah, Gerard. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, well, for me, I've, I come from a family with a lot of alcoholism in it. So the genetic component is definitely intact for me. Um, But I grew up in a, you know, middle-class family in Atlanta, um, went to a good school. My parents are awesome. Um, They did the best they could at raising me and they did a great job, I think. Um, And, and so it was a fairly normal childhood. Um, It was just around 13, 14 years old, I started drinking um, and then smoking pot and then, um, as with so many stories, it progressed really quickly. Um, and by 20, um, after I'd gone to college, I was an intravenous uh, heroin user. And it, it had progressed quickly from 13, 14 to 20. Once I started doing that, the progression was rapid. And so I had gone to treatment the first time when I was 21 years old. And I wanted to get sober, like I didn't have any um, lingering doubts about whether or not I was addict or alcoholic. It was very clear to me. Um, and I tried hard that first run through treatment um, and um, didn't, recovery wasn't priority number one after the first time I'd gone through treatment. And I failed after 10 months and went back to treatment. And from that point, it was very clear to me that recovery had to be number one or um, I was gonna lose it. And that's remained priority for me since um, March 12 of 2012 Um, and uh, I worked you know, backwards from recovery, the 12 steps and its principles are, are the kind of foundation for my life. And my life has been really successful um, in that I've got really good relationships. I've got an engaging career, um, so many positives to my life 
um, as a result of practicing the 12 steps as a way of life. And so that's kind of a, a brief overview for me of how things worked out. It's very important for us to know and for our listeners to know that your journey, which took you down a very dark path, did not happen from a dark childhood. Many people think, right? Many people think that if you're going to get into something as dark as heroin and being an IV drug user, that you've come from a situation that would lead you to that. But you didn't give us any indication of that, right? Dr. Patty came from a good childhood, a good upbringing, but then realized that it was either treatment or he may not be around. Yeah. And I think this is why we're talking about this today is because, sure, there are movies that are out there that you can watch. And sure, there's information that you can get. But we're talking about real people, real stories, real transformation. And one of the things I love to talk about are possibilities. I mean, one of the things that we'll get to talk about today is if you decide to go down this path, and look at your life and say, I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna put that drink, that drug, that piece of cake, I'm gonna put it down. You will be amazed before you're halfway through, right? Right. You will be amazed. And you know, for me, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yes, we're talking about letting some things go, but what gets created? Let's talk about that for a minute. Absolutely. It is, like you said, the transformation. And we felt that transformation, you and I, and we're continuously feeling that transformation. Gerard is able to turn his life around and do something wonderful with it. And I think that also ties in with the theme of what we're talking about here, because the holiday time is certainly a time for rebirth and transformation, learning how to get to the other side, right, Gerard? So I know it's a very important message. Let's just talk a little bit more about how you brought this into your life and what you teach the guys in Ardmore Recovery about the holidays and how to transform at this time. Um, the biggest thing that we um, try to teach the guys around the holidays and with respect to families in general is just um, trying to find a way to have more healthy relationships with family members. And that just, it starts with communication and just being able to have a conversation where um, the individual isn't calling home to get something um, or to mislead about what's going on. It, it starts with honesty and open lines of communication with the guys and, and a sense of gratitude around um, being able to have an opportunity to take time to focus on their recovery while they're with us um, and just express love to family members and appreciation for that. And that may be especially hard this year if 50% of the family members are sitting on the opposite side of the aisle, right, Dr. Pat? <laughs> Finding that love, really trying very, very hard. And I think it's particularly hard for addicts and alcoholics because, you know, you don't know what to say. You don't know when to say it. Sometimes you want to hide some things. You don't know how to converse or, you know, or what to say. So that navigation and communication are extremely important. There's no question. 
there is. Okay. And also you were talking about some things. So let's talk a little bit about your own self-care and what your own uh, situation is in terms of how you stay rooted to your program and also take care of your mind, body, and spirit. Okay. That's great. Um, for me, um, the biggest thing in recovery is consistency. Um, if I am consistently uh, engaged in a daily routine and it starts with prayer and meditation for me, um, if I start my days like that, finish my days like that, um, and kind of take an inventory of how my day went, what am I doing good? What am I doing not so good? How can I improve? Um, those are all key things that when I do those with consistency, um, life is easy for me to engage in and handle. Um, when I don't do those things with consistency, I have a tendency to get afraid and make poor decisions out of that fear. So the prayer and meditation piece is critical. And then in addition to that, uh, regular exercise is very important for me. I've got to be doing that at least five days a week. I don't know how to describe it, but it just does something for me mentally um, that nothing else really gives me. And so I do that. I engage with my network in recovery and talk about recovery or just talk about life and maintain friendships and relationships because there's going to be times like the time we're about to enter where I need to rely on some people around me for help. And so all of those things are critical um, to just make up a daily maintenance for recovery for me. You know, I'm curious from your perspective, if you don't mind, Yes, last year we did a show around the holidays. And I, I've thought back about this, Ellen, and I thought about, wow, what a difference a year makes. And I'd <laughs> like to know, like, this is a silly question, but I think it's important. You know, what has changed? And I think the question I'm asking is, of course we could say COVID and it, it might be COVID. But what are people saying to you both that you work with? What has come up on their list of these are the things that is causing me to reach for that drink or dial my. <laughs> dial dial my, my sponsor in desperation or my recovery coach in exactly. desperation. Talking about. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know. Well, I'm going to let you answer that in a minute, Gerard, because I know these guys come in, but I can tell you personally, as a recovery coach, what's, what is happening here is the overwhelm of, and, and Gerard mentioned it, it's communication. Because if you can't effectively communicate because you don't trust another person's point of view, or we're not sure where we're going, it seems the country is up in the air, nobody knows what the real plan is, everybody seems to be fumbling. That's hard for an addict because Gerard just said the thing that makes him grounded in himself is the structure and the balance of his day. And we feel out of sorts. So that's what's happening. And we feel like the whole country is out of sorts. So if you don't take that in personally, that's what makes you pick up. What are your guys saying to you? Why are they here? What's happening? 
it's most of them um, have not been able to adapt to um, digital forms of recovery. Um, in the early going, people and across the board, people can uh, depend on having that face-to-face -face interaction. But when you're new, um, not having that available, depending on where you are, is very challenging. And so you couple that with stress around work um, and in some cases, extra money that they may have from stimulus checks or unemployment benefits or things of that nature. Um, addicts and alcoholics are generally, if they get some extra money, um, the old brain tells them that there's only one thing to do with that. And we've, we've seen a lot of that over the last, you know, since March. You know, and I forgot all about that, Dr. Pat. We always think of deprivation. I forgot that there was a, a shoot, you know, a, 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 a thrusting of new money and stimulus money and extra money. People had more money over the past six months than they've had in a while. And that becomes a very dangerous situation. I think you're right. I think yeah. that's a really big thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we're looking at is for most people, we're looking at a range of real life situations, emotions, uncertainty, and a sense of helplessness that we have not seen in a while. I think the last time I saw something quite like this was 2008, remember? Remember 2008, nine, yes. when- Yes, yes, when the, yeah. when the economy yeah. tanked, when yeah. you were like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? Right. right, but even then, people didn't have this, well, I can't go out. Well, I can't go and do this. I can't go out in public. I, they didn't have that. Right. So we're having a similar experience and the level of helplessness around this, it's just way up there. It really is. And unfortunately, we're still here at the moment, which is why I kept saying and I keep saying to all of my clients. And the reason why I wanted to do this with both of you today was to remember some very key things. And, and that is to bring the love and the gratitude and the peace back in our lives and focusing on the, the basic principles of 12-step recovery, which is communication and love and respect and trust. Because we have to go back to basics here. There's no question. We absolutely have to do that. And I think one of the things that that they that we we are taught in treatment, and I know Gerard that maybe you know you do the same thing with your guys. Not only do you create a safe space because you create the communication and the camaraderie, and they're not just seeing you virtually, but also you kind of redefine the holidays in a way because you don't put that much emphasis on them. Is that, is that correct? How do you handle the holidays at Ardmore? I actually, um, I love my family. Um, I really do, but- uh, He's just I, about to say, I love them from a distance, right? <laughs> I love them, but you know. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I, I think celebrating the holidays with guys in recovery is really special. I really do um, to try to foster an environment where um, people feel comfortable and really try to emphasize the spirit of the holiday, which is like community, like you said, um, and just like 
being able to enjoy a meal and a special day together um, with gratitude and positivity, um, we really focus on that. And, you know, it's natural for folks to be thinking of family members and say, oh, well, I'm, I'm not with them right now and, and woe is me and things of that sort. But um, it, it's really important, like I said, to create that, that positive environment because yeah. people get out of that really quickly. And when you get to see them engage with one another, um, and in the spirit of the holiday is an awesome experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to a short break, but before we do, can you both give out information and tell folks what you are available to help them with? Uh, Ellen, would you start please? Sure. Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx. You go to pushybroadfromthebronx.com or you call my 800 number, 800-889-1757. And I am doing 15 or 20 minute COVID stress sessions for free, especially around the holidays. So call the number or go to the website and make an appointment with me. Gerard? Yeah, we Ardmore is a 60 to 90 day um, program where we um, really engage in 12-step recovery. Um, you can find a lot more about us on our website at ardmorerecovery.com. And if you have any questions or if I could be of any help to anyone, my number is 912-704-3155. And we'll put that up for you. Okay, Dr. Pat. Yeah, let's go take a short break because when we come back, what we're going to look at is what can you do? So what kind of support is available? How can you help? The other thing too, is I know this is a little odd, but as you watch a family member in recovery, what are some of the things that you don't want to do? And what if you could do something? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you one of the many women in the world who've carried the burdens of work and family with the added circumstance of the pandemic? You are not alone. Join Mary Rose Campbell with five other powerful women on Saturday, December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for the International Conference on Resilience for Women, as they share what they've learned to create power for themselves under any circumstance. Get your tickets now at resilientwomensconference.com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Tune in to the show Heart change consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. 
you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life. Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on transformationtalkradio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune into Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Great to have all of you tune in. This is Yeah. This is Recovery Recharge with my friend and colleague, Ellen Stewart. The push, this is Pushy Broad from the Bronx, but this is more than that. This is about like a movement she has created to make sure that when you're looking at your journey, that you know that there are things you can do, not take the journey alone and get yourself recharged. And if there's ever a time to do it, that's why we're doing this show now. That's why we didn't like wait until Thanksgiving to do the show because recovery and the holidays and we have a very special guest Ellen we're going to you know make sure that uh, addmorerecovery.com you you could ardmore sorry ardmore we're going to have Jared do it but here's the thing this is why we're starting now we've never been here whether it's the emotions around the politics whatever this ride is going to be in the next month next several months you can you can be assured you don't have to take it alone ellen uh give us some information let's make sure we're getting this and then let's talk about tips and tools okay really good all right so pushy broad from the bronx 800-889-1757 you and I know that this season is different from all other seasons. All right. It's not only the holidays, but it's the election news. It's COVID-19. It's all of those things that we didn't want to face before the new year. All right. Everything is changing. I sometimes feel like we're living on earth too. All right. So if you feel the same way, I need you to be going to pushybroadfromthebronx.com. I need you to be calling me 800-889-1757. We're constantly giving you resources. We're constantly giving you information. And we have to start early because those things are happening now. Dr. Pat and I always talk about the fact that alcohol sales are up 600%. This is a real thing for those of you who are suffering and for the families of all of our addicts and alcoholics in recovery. We need you to know that this time of year and this time in our lives is especially difficult for us to stay in recovery. So we are asking for your help and assistance. I will help you as well. And we're gonna give you some tips and tricks and tools to make sure that this is a smooth, peaceful, loving, gratitude holiday for you. Okay. 
So one of the things that Gerard was talking about was not only self-care, but also being able to being around your family and kind of creating a safe place for that to happen. Gerard, you want to talk a little bit about that, about safe places and activities? Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think with respect to the holidays, um, one of the things that's important, um, certainly for folks early in recovery, is to kind of have a plan. And so that can be just kind of a schedule for the day. Like you'll know that there's going to be certain gatherings at certain times and kind of having some planning around that to help prepare yourself and create the space, as you said, to have a positive experience with that. And, you know, that can be something as simple as just going for a walk or having um, time for some meditation prior to some of these events that may be stressful um, to get in the right headspace to be able to be present and engage in a positive way. And then kind of with that also, um, I think it's important to kind of have a plan where if things get uncomfortable, a way for you to kind of get away from the situation in a way that's not disruptive. And um, I've found that that's really helpful. And it can be simple things, you know, you can volunteer to take your friend's dogs out while they're out at a family gathering or see if um, places like a shelter is giving out food for the holidays, like little things like that, that you can do to limit the amount of time that you're going to be in close contact with family for extended periods. Um, I find helps a lot because if I know I'm looking at a four hour event, it becomes a little bit stressful um, that you're going to be able to keep it positive for that long, you know. You're right. Remember, Dr. Pat, always have an exit strategy, right? Always oh know where God. the back door is, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like number one. That to me, whenever I talk to people or work with people, uh, and it doesn't matter which program, I work with people even in uh, OA, Overeaters Anonymous. So I work with people across the board. And there are some times where you just must leave. You just must leave. Um, and, and, and you do it. But when it comes to alcohol or drugs, I mean, you don't have to say it twice to somebody if you're going to an event and you see anything that looks like a drug. I don't care what it is. It could be the brownies. <laughs> you got to go. You've got to go. Yes, but sometimes the hardest thing for us, those of us in recovery, is having the willpower to go. So what Gerard is saying and some of the other ways to help is go with someone who can support you, who is either also in recovery or very strong in helping you stay in recovery. So if you're going to be in a situation with family and it just seems like you against the whole world of people that are drinking and drugging, I need you to either number one, decline it, right? Or make that plan to spend less time. If everybody's spending four hours there, you come for dessert, spend yeah. an hour, not yeah. four hours, right? And yeah. come with a buddy. You need a buddy. 
Yeah. Because if we were that strong, (laughs) we wouldn't have this problem in the first place. You know, there's something interesting in the in the book, right? There's a part in the book and I never understood this. I don't know exactly where it is, but it says something. And it's the one thing every addict and alcoholic glooms in on. They this this time of year, they go and they find this one thing in the book where it says you don't have to not go to bars. You, you you don't have to cut. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I mean, it really, it's somewhere in the book and it says something like that. And the very first thing I have people do that I work with is cross that out. I say, you got to cross that out right now. You got to cross that out. I, I don't even understand it, right? If you're in one, two or three years of really working this through, that is the one part that people read where they're like, Oh, it says I can go to my neighborhood bar around Christmas. <laughs> of course. Wow. Well, look, an addict will take every way out and every excuse. How do we know this? Well, there's good reason the three of us are sitting here talking about it. Exactly. Exactly. And between the three of us, I think we've got it all covered, right? But and something else that you do, Gerard, and I know it's really helpful is, and I've seen it in treatment centers because I've been working with them for so long, describe to us what it's like to celebrate the holiday in a treatment center where people can actually have fun in an alcohol-free environment. Tell us about that. It's it requires some planning from staff to um, kind of structure the day. Um, I feel like having some planned events throughout the day is really helpful um, because if people have too much idle time, they can get in their head and start thinking about um, not being with family and things of that nature. And so it's it's about pl- trying to play games um, maybe doing a group on um, the spirit behind, say, Thanksgiving, um, and just trying to, like I said, foster that positive environment where people are engaging. Like, um, if if people want to help out with, you know, putting the meals out um, for dinner time and just little things like that to get people involved and engaged in the production, if you will, of the holiday, and include them um, really seems to help everyone have a positive experience when they're in treatment during the holidays. Yes, and for those of us that are at home, I work with so many parents, Dr. Pat, so many parents who say, my loved one isn't gonna be home for Christmas because my loved one is in treatment and I'm so sad about that and I'm missing that person. I, I caution everybody who is missing someone because they're in treatment to understand that they're in the safest place possible. And that's a big, big message. And remember that last Christmas, they weren't in the safest place possible, but now they're gonna survive to hopefully be with you for many more Christmases. So understand that you may be sacrificing this particular holiday, but you're not sacrificing their life. And that's a really big thing. It's a really big thing for all of us. Yeah. So go ahead. I just want to say one thing is that if there was one thing that I would say based on my own experience, Ellen, is the one thing that I think happens is we think we've got this. So let me say it differently. Like we know there's something not right. 
we know we're really off, we're emotional, we're moody, and we think we got it, right? And I think that's got to be an indicator to reach out. I've, you know, I know we say this a lot, reach out, right? But this is this time, what we're all going through. I mean, I spent time hours on the phone over the election. And there are some people that say, no, I can't talk to you about the election. But this is emotionally real for people at many levels. And I'm not saying it was one party or not, because we don't look at parties. When somebody has something on their mind, it doesn't matter. You know, you could have voted for a frog and we'll, we'll listen to the conversation. But to wait till the 11th hour to try to pick up the phone diminishes your, your, your perseverance quotient. See, we all have a perseverance quotient. And if you wait to the 11th hour, you will probably dial the phone once, maybe twice. But if you start now, you can build your support system. So I'm saying start now. I don't know. What do you both think? Absolutely start now, which is why we did this show today. They know where to reach me. Pushy Broad from the Bronx. You know that. All you have to do is put those words into Google and I come up everywhere. Okay. And I will give you information on Ardmore Recovery and Gerard and all of those things because you have to start right now. We're right in the middle of it. Right, Gerard? I mean, you're talking to your guys about that now, aren't you? Of course. And and we work on the communication and, and reach out piece with guys, COVID or not. And that needs to be critical um, right from the beginning because, Dr. Pat, like you said, if you wait until you really need to use the phone and you're not in regular practice of using the phone, you're probably not going to use the phone. And... For a lot of folks, um, that's a life or death um, skill to have, is being able to rely on your network and be able to use the phone to reach out, with, reach out to folks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, go ahead. I just want to say this. No question too stupid. No issue too minimal. You don't even have to know why you're calling. You don't have to know. You're enough. Whatever you're going to call and say or do, somebody on the other end that's going to witness you, right? And the one thing I'm going to say for the ladies out there, I work with both men and women. Uh, I work with men uh, that are part of the LGBTQ, the LGBTQ community. But here's what I want to say. This is one of these things where you have to stop. I didn't want to bother them now. I, I, it's three in the morning. I just couldn't imagine calling my sponsor or Ellen. I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. So can you help and make, please make a plea today to explain this to folks? Because I don't think that I get calls like at noon to say, hey, I'm at lunch. I just thought, no, three in the morning, four in the Can you both talk to that? Absolutely. Every single one of my clients um, always says to me, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to bother you. And I keep saying to them, if the sky is falling, you have to bother me. I tell them all the time, if you want to stay miserable or if you want to stay in crisis, then don't call me. 
And you won't be the first person to call me at two o'clock in the morning. You won't be the last person to call me at two o'clock in the morning. This is recovery. This is life or death. I don't want to have to know that something terrible has happened because you didn't pick up the phone. There's no excuse. Whether you are helping a loved one in recovery or whether you are struggling yourself, it doesn't matter what time of night or day it is, what time zone you're in, what country you are in, pushybroadfromthebronx.com or the 800 number, 800-889-1757. We're here to help. Gerard, why don't you give them your website again, spell Ardmore for us so those of us on the radio can find you. Yeah, it's Ardmore Recovery, A-R-D-M-O-R-E-R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y.com. Um, and I, I couldn't agree more with you, Alan. Um, um, sorry. I'm... Well, that's okay. I mean, we're, we're all on the same page for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think the thing, too, that I want to say to everybody is that if you don't know how to redefine the holiday, ask people. If you're part of the community and you get on a meeting, ask the meeting, right? This is where you get to simply be you. This is a pathway to promises that you probably can't imagine in this moment, but this is your pathway. And there are so many people that are on your team, more than you can imagine, millions. And even when you think you don't have what it takes, call. And I want to say one last thing. So this is a misconception. You don't need to be not drinking to call. You need to have a desire. And I just want to be really clear. If you step out and you decide, I'm going to have a few drinks, and then you're thinking, ah, they're never going to talk to me. Wrong. Wrong. That's not yeah, that's, what we're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. And, and what I was going to say is from the other side of that conversation, I can tell you professionally and personally, just as someone in recovery, um, I enjoy getting those phone calls. I enjoy being able to be helpful to other people, holidays or not, COVID or not. Um, and so the idea that we're going to be a burden on the people that we're calling is just false because I know I'm not alone in that feeling of enjoying being able to be helpful to those who need the help. Um, and so, again, just pick up the phone. Um, there, there's no downside to it at all. None at all. And, you know, if it gets really tough, you get to dial a hotline or 911. And I want to say this to folks because, look, you matter. You matter. COVID, no COVID. Election, no election. Your candidate wins or doesn't. Doesn't matter. You know, it is about don't drink, don't use, no matter what. It's about going to any lengths. It's about knowing you've got a support system. Ellen, what do you, what do you both want to say to bring this around right now? Well, first of all, I just want to remind people that it doesn't matter how much clean time you have. I mean, oh, even, no. you know, even if, you know, Dr. Pack was saying, if you pick up, you pick up. But, you know, look, I'm sitting here with 35 years clean and sober. I can't tell you that I didn't feel like drinking this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Really? I mean, a amen, sister. 
it doesn't go away. It just, you know, you just have to communicate it. You have to talk about it. We're opening the lines of communication so that you can talk about it. It's the first step to handling your recovery, keeping the focus of attention on yourself, understanding that you can change it up, you can mix it up, and you can get it out. That's what we want you to do. And we also want you to know that there are places out there like Ardmore Recovery that are there to help you should you fall or should you decide that you want to change and restructure your life. So yeah. just take about two minutes for us, for us, Gerard, and just give us a quick idea. Please. Know it's a 12-step immersion program. Give us just some of the highlights and then tell us where we can contact you. Sure. So uh, for me personally, I found recovery through the 12 steps. Um, that's what worked for me and has worked for me for every eight years. Um, and most of the people that I know who have long-term recovery are a part of some kind of 12-step fellowship. And so um, we focus solely on 12-step recovery. And we're really thorough about how we go through that. Um, you know, the 12 steps are going to be a foundation and a design for living, they say, um, for us. And with that being the case, we just really focus hard on that and try to educate um, and create a place where people are feel comfortable getting honest about themselves, um, their personal recovery, and from there, um, work towards um, some positive life changes and um, a development of a foundation in the 12 steps. Um, and so that's what we do. Um, we're a 60 to 90 day program. Mm. We've got chef created meals. They're incredible. We're on 18 acres in Savannah, Georgia. And so just beautiful Spanish moss lined oak trees and a residential setting. So it's very comfortable very peaceful grounds and just a great place to start a new way of life. Mm -hmm. And so you can find us, like I said, at uh, ardmorerecovery.com. And if you have any further questions, my number is 912-704-3155. And I want to say something about this. If you are a family member or a friend and you're listening to this, this may be a call that you make to find out more. This may be a way that you're thinking, I wish I could talk to my friend about this, but I don't know how. This may be just you sitting on the outside and don't want to go to another hospital event for Christmas for your loved one. There are things you can do, right? Right, Ellen? Absolutely. There are always things you can do. And everybody knows me by now and they know that I never refuse a phone call. And Dr. Pat, we opened up this platform a year ago and yep. we're still going to be here next year. Yeah. No and, uh, and, and we are going to, at one of these shows, we are going to talk about the promises because many of you don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay. And what I want to say, the three of us are here because they actually come true. You've been listening to Recovery Recharged with Certified Life and Recovery Coach Ellen Stewart, pushy broad from the Bronx. Don't miss your next opportunity to let me help you recharge your recovery, let go of your secrets, and change the way you think, feel, and act. 
right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com.